Hello, I'm Brian Foster, and I'm talking about Spiritism. Today is Monday, March 14th, 2022. Before I begin, let's have a short prayer. Dear Jesus, please help us be inspired and give us the discipline to read about Spiritism and study about the spirit world and the processes of how we reincarnate, how we become a better person, what is our future, and how do we do best to learn and educate ourselves while we are here on earth? Amen. So today is question and answers about Spiritism. And if you have any questions, please put them in the comment section. And then again, if you would like, uh, please uh, join the YouTube channel and hit the bell. That way you're you're notified whenever I do a live stream, which I do three times a week, Sunday, Mondays, and Tuesdays. So if you have a question, please enter that in the comment section. If not, I will read them from the questions that I get from people. And if you are watching this or watching any of my uh, videos at later times and you have a question, just put it in the comment section. I'm notified when someone gives me a comment. So I, and if it's a question, I cut and paste it into my Word document for questions. If you are interested in Spiritism and want to learn more about Spiritism, I recommend you go to my site, nwspiritism.com, and download my free PDF, Spiritism 101, The Third Revelation. You can get that in English and in French. And if you don't want it in PDF format, you can get it in Kindle for 99 cents, or paperback, or in Audible format. I also have all my other books on the right-hand navigation page of that site. Now, to, to read the headwaters, to understand Spiritism and how it was codified by Alan Kardec, I recommend you read the Spirits book. Again, that, you just can type in Alan Kardec space PDF and you'll find it on PDF version. You'll find the Spirits book, the Medium's book, and the Gospel according to Spiritism on many sites free on PDF. You can also, of course, click on the picture of Alan Kardec on my site. It'll take you to the FEB work, uh, bookstore and you can order it there. I think it's only like $10. That doesn't include shipping, but then you can also order at your local bookstore or anywhere else. So let's begin with the questions. Let me hide this, and we'll show this in the stream. Oop, hit the wrong one. There. Okay. The first question. I have heard that nightmares is the soul going to the abyss or lower zone. Why does this happen? And how do scientific explanations for nightmares like trauma complement the spiritist theory of the soul migrating when the person dreams? So first of all, yes, um, when you dream, and, and I've done videos on this, and I recommend if you dream is you write them down if you think you have messages sent to you because a lot of times you will. So when you dream, it's your body can leave your, I'm sorry, your spirit can leave your body. It's still attached by the cord, that silver cord, the paraspirit. And you can go to the lower zone or the abyss, which is a type of purgatory, or you can go to levels of heaven or different planets for that matter. You can go anywhere. It's up to where you want to go. Now, your recollections of this are fuzzy and hazy because it's a different dimension. There's no time. You can actually see time. You can see the uh, past, present, and future of objects and of people. So 
and you can see the aura of people you can see if, uh, if they shine if they have a bright aura i mean they're they're pretty pure and good people are up there not so pure and good when you're in the lower zone so it happens it happens because that is our regeneration or energy uh, for our soul to escape from our physical body uh, every night when we sleep if we if we never dream never went there i think that we would lose uh some of our uh enthusiasm and drive to improve ourselves while on earth so the spirit world allows that and also for those who are spirits who are from heaven and you have been working on teams and trying to get things done on heaven at night you'll go up there and you'll keep working on that project you'll keep working for that team you may find out that when you come back from your physical life it's like oh i finished that project during my sleep i didn't even know so you you know you're still you're still available you're still working uh for those uh who who want to think in those elevated positions now now then the opposite happens right you are driven by desires sometimes you want to go meet people you want to talk to people who are on the same level or lower than you you're looking for other maybe criminals or or uh, other types of desires and then other times you have um, past spirits you know are people that never liked you and want to <laughs> tell bad things or try to do bad things to you while you are in the spirit world and that's when you go to the lower zone you are drawn there for some reason now i always tell people you can tell when you're in the lower zone because you're either frightened or uncomfortable and you wake up not as relaxed as you should a little stressed whereas the opposite is true of heaven you wake up more relaxed you wake up like kind of happy for i don't know why why am i happy and you you never know i mean even with dull dreams I, i've been having um ever since I became a spiritualist lots of extremely dull dreams i will be in uh lectures like in some sort of I don't know what some sort of campus i don't know where it is i'll walk from one room to another room i never know what the lectures are i'm always like lost i go i don't think i should be here i don't know what's going on and you know, of course i've had a medium tell me that's just because i'm attending lectures and meetings in the spirit realm and i'm not really following it with my physical brain now remember your spirit brain is so superior to, to your physical brain that you are you have concepts and memories that your physical brain they don't know how to handle so it's like when the native americans uh first saw the spanish ships come towards them in the new land right and they looked at those ships and they never seen anything like that before they thought oh those are those must be black clouds that's a funny shaped black cloud they had no idea they were ships and then so their mind converted into something that they could understand the same way our dreams convert what we do not understand to something that we can so therefore you see uh you you see monsters and you see just strange things happening when it's actually it's something that you cannot interpret but what i keep saying sometimes you can see numbers i've seen numbers before you can you can grasp the feeling that's why i say if you feel strange or you don't feel good or you feel frightened during that dream then you were not in heaven you were in the lower zone and that is something everyone goes to now explanations like for nightmares like trauma complement the spiritist theory of the soul migrating when the person dreams and so if you've had a previous trauma um 
and that's on your mind, then you'll go to where you've experienced that trauma or you go to where you've experienced others in that trauma or if you've been in a battle, you might go where you've killed other people. And so, yes, so that does complement that, you know, what happens in real life, you may go revisit it and you may even revisit that time loop in your mind where you relive it over and over again. And that's something you have to be very careful because there are spirits who when they die are locked into some sort of memory loop where they replay something they did badly or something something did badly to them and they'll replay it over and over again that's like sometimes there's ghosts that people detect in homes where there was murders or something else like that where the spirits are on that lower level and they're tied to that house because they are they replay that that scene over and over again. Now, those spirits will be rescued at some point in time, but it will take effort by the spirit world to rescue those people. So I hope that I hope that answers that question. Now, let's take the next question. At what point do we know when our souls were created? Were we all created at the same time, or do we all have different ages of our souls? So that's a great question. And the answer is, from what I have been able to find out from the, the, the spirits talking about that, is your allowed memory of your past lives when you are ready for them. So you can die, go to the spirit world, and you still don't have memories of your past lives because if you had memory of, let's say, your past lives or a few or 10 past lives, you may be so shocked at the wrongs you did that you could not handle them. You weren't ready to see that the, the, uh, the trajectory of souls come from very cruel and <laughs> horrible people, you know, to nicer, nicer people as we go through trials and tribulations, determined by the spirit world to help us become a better civilized soul. So that all depends on your advancement. Now, you may be able to then to understand your past lives from a very far time ago. I know that Chico Xavier had forgotten some of his past lives and some people reminded him. He, he, he was a great medium who died in 2002 in Brazil, a spiritist medium who wrote more than 450 books when he was alive. And they've, and they've done more than 50 books even afterwards with just from the writings and messages that he gave. And some people say he was Alan Kardec. And then people say in previous lives, he was a priest in Babylon. He was a pharaoh in Egypt. I mean, this is back five, 6,000 years ago uh, in his previous lives. And who knows from other worlds where he lived in other worlds. So now, but you don't remember from what I heard, and I don't know this for a fact, but this is what I, is, I think is when we were created, we were just small little logical routines and we and we controlled within this simulation called Earth. We controlled like maybe a virus or algae. And we had over and we relived these things in the next one, the next one, and more in more complex organisms as we went up. So you could, you know, you could take the step up to bacteria or a worm. And then finally you go into more complex animals like a dog or a horse. And then they have a combination of free will and not. But then if at some point in time you become a primitive human who has free will. Of course, you always have your instinct. But, but even the, the advanced animals have 
a combination of free will and and instinct. Although they don't really, they can actually they exercise it in a limited way. We and and if a spirit says no, I want that horse not to do that, th the spirit will command him. Now, when you're a human, you have free will and it's taken seriously. If you really want to do something, they may try and stop you by different circumstances, but you have the right to be as as uh, destructive as you'd like to be when you're a primitive human or whenever you're a human. That's up to you. So, but you don't, what I hear, you don't remember way, way far back before you were a free-willed human and maybe not even some of your first lives as a free-willed human. And maybe that's not necessary. In fact, what I've heard is that spirit, most spirits would have to go back and kind of really query the universal database of what they were because they forget about that. It's not important. That's why spirits will not even remember that their name in past lives, because that's not important, what their name was. And because they consider this, and this is this is what's interesting when they say this thing, they consider their time on, on uh, Earth and in, incarnated in the physical body just to be kind of like what you considered when you were growing up to be your one- and two-week uh, uh, vacation or as a, uh, as a young you know, child or teenager at a summer camp, you know, kind of a, a interlude. You may have learned some stuff, but quickly forgettable. And that as you went on and on, you're, and you're into your thirties, your summer camps kind of memories ran together and you're not quite sure when you did that or when you did this. Right. And it becomes, it becomes successively less important. Because you've been through all that, right? Because really is what we are here. We are in this physical universe because we are in a more uncomfortable situation where we have to learn uh, how to behave and how to improve ourselves. This is why we're on earth. We're on earth to improve ourselves and to get rid of our primitive emotions and replace those with advanced civilized emotions. That is why we're here. And Jesus spent a lot of time trying to explain that to people. Now, have people listened very well? Mostly not, but that is the reason. Okay, let's go to the next question. Good. If you have any questions, please type them in. Okay, question 54. What does Spiritism say about witchcraft? How also are other Spiritist-influenced religions, such as Candomblé, Santera, Umbanda, Kimbanda, and, Ma, and they also called Ma, uh, Macumba in Brazil, perceived in the modern spiritist view. Well, so there are there are uh, people who consider themselves witches. They'll give like they call it the evil eye, right? They'll wish bad on people. They will uh, enlist the help of lower spirits to try and affect someone uh, negatively. And when you, it's, it's like when spirits talk about praying, when you pray for, to benefit someone, to help someone with the message of eternal love, those things are answered and they, they try and help as much as possible. When you pray negatively, like against someone, well, be careful because those prayers will be answered, but they may be answered in a way you would not at all guess at. Like I was at a mediums meeting, I've said this story before, but this medium was then in, uh, inhabited by a woman who started out with saying, Zika, Zika, Zika. And then the, the consoling medium talked to the trans medium. The trans medium is the medium who has the spirit uh, talking through them. 
goes, what do you mean? He goes, I wanted my neighbor to die of Zika, but I died of Zika. So you can see it right there. Um, this You could call that she probably was a, a Macumba or however, whatever name you want to put it. Someone who, who you know, either killed chickens or prayed at altar or went to these uh, medium, to these meetings. And these meetings are, are usually with sometimes very talented mediums, but they, they spend their time talking to lower spirits. And so, yes, they, they are there. Some of them try to do good. I mean, I've met, I met these people. They're usually nice people. Uh, and, and they talk to spirits, but they, they don't talk to raised spirits. And it's just like a lot of what we call um, spiritual, uh, spiritualism and mediums who are spiritualist, they talk to spirits. And what I see is the, the great difference between spiritism and these other other uh, areas that you can call them uh, Kembele or, or, or whatever, or even spiritualists, is when they talk to spirits, they get excited about talking to spirits. There is... And I'm not going to say this all the time, but it, usually what I've seen is there is no concerted effort to assess the level of that spirit of who is communicating to you. And this is the important thing is what spiritism tells us. When you die, you are who you were when you pass over. So if you were a nice person, giving and generous, you're still a nice person, giving and generous in the spirit world. If you were a criminal who liked to rob people and steal money and be mean to all those around you, well, you're the same in the spirit world. If you weren't, if you were a know-it-all, but really didn't know anything, weren't that intelligent, but you thought you knew it all, you are still the same in the spirit world. Therefore, when these spirits talk to us, to mediums, the mediums get so excited because so many people believe that when you pass over, you become this enlightened, uh, angelic, and super intelligent being. Well, not necessarily. You have to study and work and enlighten yourself in the spirit world, just like you did to do on the physical earth, and improve yourself. And that's and then that's why the the book by Alan Kardec, the mediums book is so important because they talk about the different types of mediums, which you can do, and it's the different types of spirits and how to ascertain the level of the spirit that you're talking to. Now, so many spirits come and they'll say, oh, I'm a, I'm Benjamin Franklin. Well, no, they really weren't, right? They're just saying that name because they just want you to think they're more important than they are, and they'll tell you all sorts of garbage. And that's why sometimes it takes multiple sessions for them to talk, but eventually... They will expose what level they are on. So, spiritism doesn't condemn anything, right? Because we always look to ourselves first. We, you know, we know that we all make mistakes. So, but just to let you know, those type of things, people, some people like them, some people find uses for them, but they are really talking to unenlightened spirits. It doesn't mean they're not. And sometimes they're not intelligent and they're not trying to do help, but they're just not the spirits who are on a heavenly level. So we find nothing wrong. It's not like we're mad at them or anything like that. That's just, you know, we're just saying it's not going to be as, as uh, efficient as you think it is.
and you never and we also say don't use them to try to get uh advantages of other people because that will come right back at you that's not a that's not a good idea okay next question can a soul descend from heaven back into the lower levels or the abyss and the answer is yes it's very very rare and usually what happens is a person usually what happens is within the level of heavens a person and and for the just for the sakes of of a numbering system uh the the spirits that talk to the reverend g vow and say there's levels for one to ten some people say three levels of heaven some people say seven level, levels of heaven and the spirits say all these are fine right there's no there's no like border wall right with a gate between the levels of heaven it's, it's kind of going from one land to another and you feel if you're at a lower level you go into a higher level you feel uncomfortable you're not really ready for that lights too bright etc so sometimes spirits are up a level maybe level two or three or something like that and they're really not ready and they'll go back to the first level of heaven but and sometimes they'll go back to the lower zone uh because they're not comfortable with that now i've never heard anybody going to the abyss but um that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. I just have not heard of it. I would think that would be extremely rare. But they just don't feel comfortable. They still have these uh, personality quirks. I've heard of, uh, you know, in one spiritist literature where a uh, spirit wanted to go back to the lower zone because he really liked eating. And, he, you know, he liked, he liked doing the more material things, right? Because the lower you go back to the earth, the more the more material you are. Whereas the higher you go in heaven... You kind of give up eating. You're not really uh, 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 focused on what's going on in the world, right? You don't care about the political parties. You don't care that you may you may feel uh, sadness that you know us humans on Earth do stupid things. But you're to say, okay, well, they're going to have to learn that. That's a mistake, but they'll have to learn that. So the higher you go, the, the less you are tied to the material plane. So some people just can't let go of that and they go back down and also then people who start in the lower zone many times will go lower into the dark abyss because they're given a chance to try and be try to work themselves out of the lower zone instead they get influenced by other spirits and they will be drawn down even deeper into uh, the dark abyss into the lower levels of hell and go through a horrible experience but eventually they will come back up again okay okay let's go to the next question again if you have any questions please uh put them in the comment section when you have a nightmare does it mean your soul is in the dark abyss if so does it mean i will go there if i die well, first of all, yes, when you have a nightmare, that means your soul is not, well, it could be in the lower zone or the dark abyss. The lower zone is from the crust of the earth to the lowest level of heaven. And the dark abyss, according to spiritism, is from the crust of the earth down. And that's a geometric way uh, of looking at, at those two areas. And actually, all these are states of mind and parameters where you, where you are. But let's look at it that way. No, it does not mean you go there when you die at all. 
That just means you were drawn there for some reason. You were drawn there that you needed to talk to someone or you had some something to work through or you were attracted to lower spirits and, they're, and they were trying to influence you. Let me give you an example. This one wonderful medium, just, just a very powerful medium, great spiritist medium, the nicest woman ever. But she was very jealous of her husband. And so when she went to sleep, two other women spirits would get her when she was asleep and say, oh, let's talk about this. And then they would, and she was in the lower zone and they'd tell her, they'd tell her, look, your husband at the, is at this club. Your husband's horrible. Right? She just, they would just give her all sorts of things to, to uh, think about when she woke up that her husband was just terrible and trying to make her anxious and stressed so she wouldn't have, wouldn't be a, uh, as effective as a medium, right? Because, because, the better mediums are spiritually elevated and they try to be calm and stress-free because it's not easy being a medium. You have to be in the right state of harmony and vibration. So um, this is, so it, it just means that you were at that point. And a lot of times is if you wake up and you suspect somebody doing something, think about it carefully. Think about if this wasn't a seed planted in your mind in order to harm uh harm you or someone else so no it absolutely does not mean you're gonna go there when you die it just means you were there for that uh period in time oh i get back to this i did that wrong okay okay now Let's go to the next question. Are nightmares premonitions of my destination? And the answer is no. They are not. They could be. Uh, they could be. And it, they could be warning you not to do something uh, and if you're, of your predetermination. But they're not absolute saying this is going to happen to you. They are more on the way, now, usually. So as I'm talking about this, I'm re re retracting my first impression when I said no. So, because <laughs> now I'm, I think I'm understanding the question better. So we all have a plan. When we are in the spirit world, we have a plan of what we want to do. And if you're in one of the levels of heaven, you work with your spirit mentors and you plan out the blueprint of your life. Now, when you go off that blueprint, you will be warned by people. Now, usually when you're warned by people not to do something, you'll be warned by a passed away mother, grandfather, grandmother, aunt, uncle, right? Or your guardian angel. And you'll be saying, and it, it should not be a nightmare. It should be a gentle thing saying, I don't recommend this, right? I think it's it's wrong. And so usually that won't be a nightmare. It will be a, a saying, no, don't do that. Go down this other path. So, but they may appear a nightmare to you. So I'm not quite sure. It all depends how you feel. As an example, Camila Bronco in the book, Members of a Suicide, when he was a son of a very struggling, very poor noble family in Spain, 
And his destiny was supposed to be is to work the farm, marry some nice village girl, and try and become a better person. Instead, he fell in love with this another impoverished noble girl, but she found a more rich noble man who she truly loved. And then he spent, and then he said, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to become a member of the Jesuits, I'm going to become powerful, and I'm going to get my revenge. And he had dream after dream of people telling him, don't do this, please. That's not a good idea. Don't, because he had been gone through lives where all he wanted was revenge all the time. He wanted to do this or he wanted to do that, right? And they're trying to kick him of that habit. And so, and say, no, no, just be happy with what you're at, you know, till the land, uh, live a humble, you know, life, not easy life, but a, a life that is is true and 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 try to be kind and learn that instead he joined the jesuits became a torturer in in the spanish inquisition and eventually got revenge on the poor man who married his love of his life he actually blinded him and of course then camino bronco in a later life he committed suicide when he became blind at an advanced age this is kind of how all this stuff works remember karma every action has a reaction Everything comes back to you. So it's very important to know that. Okay. Next question. Does everything bad happens to someone always occur in result of karma from a past life? And the answer is not everything. There are things that are just there to be experiences now remember why are we on earth we are on earth to learn and to become a better spirit a pure spirit and yes the main reason for our being on earth is that we are here to rip out our primitive emotions and replace those with more advanced emotions but we are also on earth to gather a wide range of experiences so you could be born a, uh, a, a woman in one life into a nice middle-class family. And then the next life, you're born into a military family as a male. And you go to war because they want you to learn about military organizations and how to be a commander of, of men and women. And, um, and what is that like, right? They want to broaden your horizons. So it's not... It's not uh, always because of karma. Usually, usually, I would say 90% of the time, and I'm just throwing this out, it is because of karma. But there are experiences you need to have, and uh, you could consider that bad. And maybe when you're in the spirit world, you'd think, ah, it's not that bad. I can do that, right? So it's funny when, when people play out their lives. They, all, they usually consider that they can take stuff more than they can when they're on, on the physical life. Because in the physical life, we have a tendency to whine and complain about things we don't like. We're not as stoic as we should be. In fact, the great medium, as I said before, Chico Xavier, when he was on live TV one day, someone asked him a question. said, Chico, what would you say to the people of Brazil? And he said, well, I tell them to stop complaining. Do your job and Stop complaining. And of course, yes, 
that is uh <laughs> that's what we should be doing now i do i do that no do i you know if i not you know do i have i stopped complaining i i've been less than i used to but still i i complain uh i know i shouldn't now i know better when i you know before i was a spiritist i complained way too much and whined way too much so but it's you know because you're in this life in this body in the circumstances that you are because of a plan that you may have been a part of decided by you that you made in the spirit world and now you're on earth and you're living through it so as i tell people you know that that knows you have that you know kind of not distinct and that you not as as formed as you'd like or are you know uh you know just whatever type of characteristic that you don't like about yourself well when you were in the reincarnation pavilion you were you had the the freedom to pick your body and you probably picked it so you weren't too handsome or too beautiful because if you're too handsome or too beautiful you have a tendency for people to do too much for you or they're too jealous of of you it's, it's there's a lot of negative things and sometimes life is too easy and does that help you spiritually i remember i talked to this, this one guy who was very shy um and a little bit you know just really tough to be sociable and he had a little bit of autism he said i, I believe that's what he said he had he was a very handsome guy because I, I saw him on um, uh, on uh, either Skype or Zoom. I can't remember what, but handsome, handsome guy. And he's been talking about spiritism. And he, uh, we talked one day. And he says, you know, because he said, you know, am I ever going to be able to have a relationship with a girl? And I said, look, you're a very nice looking young man, but because of what you perceive is your your deficits you're concentrating on spirituality and spiritism and improving yourself morally if you did not have this this deficiency as you put it would you be doing this and the answer is no so and another person i knew was a, a great singer and yet he had some problems too and what my intuition was and i could be wrong was that in a past life he was a great artist famous he took advantage of it took advantage of other people and in this life they said no we're kind of gonna eliminate that for you we're gonna push that down and so you know you're in where you are because of of what has been done in the past and they and you're given these things to kind of have you exercise other parts of your behavior and i and of course there's i i believe and i could be wrong i believe there are instances of famous and great artists who have gone beyond their disabilities and they were just so smart they said ah disability i'll still make it like toulouse lautrec right remember how he was i think his parents were first cousins if i remember and his legs were like were very stunted and but he still became a famous painter 
it just shows you the amount of they, they they couldn't they couldn't quite disable him enough so he was obscure uh someone even like let's say frank sinatra who was when he was born had a a, a, a pierced eardrum and yet he learned how to sing wonderfully so again that you know having a pierced eardrum and having legs that are stunted those aren't those aren't random occurrences. Those are occurrences planned. And therefore, the spirit will kind of like, oh, let's make it a little bit tougher for this for these people um, to not be too successful too fast. And yet, they probably were still successful because they were just so brilliant. And, of course, there's a great illustration in, I believe, in the book, No Solar, if I remember. It might not be that one. It'd be one of the series of Andre Louis books. No Solar is the first book. It's also a movie I would recommend, uh, Astral City, where this woman was in, in the reincarnation pavilion. And she's looking at her body and she says, uh, no, you're making me too beautiful. Come on. I, I, have, I have spiritual uh, goals in life and I want to meet those spiritual goals. I don't want to be too beautiful and have my life too easy because I will not reach my goals. So again, this is a classic instance of someone not wanting a perfect body because the more perfect you are, the more symmetrical you are, the more charisma you have. And it can be great, but it can also be detrimental. So, okay. Uh, let's go to the next question. Do spirits that incarnate from heaven still pay for their past wrongs or do the hardships that occur to them in their material lives occur in order to simply discipline and not the result of any karma? So, again, this shows that you don't have to be a saint to go to heaven. So there are many wonderful people in heaven that who, who lived in heaven come here and pay for their past wrongs and want to take out things, right? And it happens all the time. So in the levels of heaven, you don't have to be this perfect saint. You're still, as long as you have a propensity to the good and you're trying to be better, you'll make it in one of the levels of heaven. And then you'll come and you'll plan for your next life to improve and or pay for some sort of past wrong. So uh, most of it is the result of karma now. Some of it is the result of, of what they're doing on their mission, right? Because they have a mission to undertake. They will volunteer for a mission on earth. And like Chico Xavier, I don't think he had any karma, but yet he lived a tough life. He had a had to work when he was young. He had a um, like a stepmother or godmother not stepmother but she, he was with some woman that just tortured him finally uh after his mother died his father remarried and had the wonderful wife who wanted all the kids back together again but he and then he had a, his eye problem when he was a child because he had to work in a, a, a textile industry and so I, i'm still trying to figure out why did he have to go through all that because i can't conceive that he had anything to pay for but but maybe he he felt differently. Maybe he wanted to pay for something. Uh, another 
another instance that I read about was this woman who had was a queen. And again, this is kind of telling everybody this story is that don't wish to be a famous queen or king or something like that. Because when you are powerful, you have more you have more chances to do harm, even though you may not realize it. So this this queen had done many things, but they described her as the best of friends to her friends and the worst enemy to her enemies. She spent lives trying to repair the wrongs that she did. And she made it to heaven, but even then she didn't feel that she repaired the wrong. And she said, no, I want to come back and be completely disabled, bedridden my whole life. And that's what she did. And, and again, you'll see, you'll see other instances where you'll see this wonderful man or woman who will just like is the nicest person and just a wonderful person. And then something horrible happens to them. You go, well, God's not just someone, something horrible happened to this wonderful person. And from that narrow point of view, one can absolutely see your the point of view. But you have to look and say, okay, what did they do in the past life? And did they ask for that to happen? And usually they did. If they were a really nice person on earth, they wanted to go through some traumatic episode so they could uh, pay back what they did wrong. Okay, let's do uh, next question. Is it true what Emmanuel Swedenberg says, that angels were once human? The Bible clearly states that God made humans just a, lower, just a little lower than the angels, which shows me that the angels were a separate race from humans. Angels were made from light, and humans were made from the sand or clay in the earth. Does spiritism shed any light on this topic? Yes, they do. So, Emmanuel Swedenberg was correct. And the fact that, let's go about humans made from sand or clay. So when you're thinking of humans made from sand or clay, you're looking at life from a physical uh, concentric idea. And physical humans are just a, a temporary a temporary clothing that we have. It's just another, an, another uh, piece of cloth that we have to put on top of ourselves. It's a, like a diving suit that's cumbersome and heavy. You can't see very well. You can't feel very well. And you're not as smart. So as I said before, the way it's made, angels were humans who are have gone through spiritual maturity and spiritual steps. Jesus Christ, the leader of our planet and other planets besides, was once on our same level. But he's gone through, who knows, billions of years and who knows how many lives to be the wonderful, just excellent leader that we have, our Father. And spirits say that we are so lucky to have someone like Jesus in charge of us as our leader, our governor, our president, whatever you want to call him. So... Spirits, as I was saying before, are little pieces of logic, and they go through time, you know, for probably billions of years, from you know, from rocks to one-cell organisms to more complex to finally humans, free-willed humans, and then they go through how who knows how long, thousands and thousands of years, improving themselves, and then they they may get to the point where they're at a high level in heaven around the earth, 
and then they go above that level and they will be and they will be productive members of the spirit society and work on on like on being a minister to someone like jesus on helping uh, a human or human-like race on another planet evolve or maybe the animals evolve or the plants on that planet evolve maybe even helping forming that planet all those things those are jobs some of this some of the jobs that are in the spirit world to help spirits grow and mature and become productive members of society you look at the earth and the heaven surrounding the earth is like a college campus so you're on the campus in the physical life and you're still on the campus in the heaven and it's all part about improving yourself enough so you can graduate from that last level of heaven surrounding the earth to spirit society and then really become part of a team that is productive just like a college student is smart and wonderful and good to talk to but they're not really productive yet they're still a net a negative because society is paying for their education to a certain extent right they're not contributing they're learning so they can contribute at a later time so angels are us they are more mature more spiritually mature they it depends right the trajectory that you are on you can improve as fast as you want you can become like an angel um if you really want to work at it and become a very good soul on earth like you know mother Teresa and like Chico Xavier you could consider them angels um although other people like me no we're still you know way down there on the stepping you know on the ladder but eventually everyone will become a pure spirit everyone will become on an angel level it may take eons in lives on other planets and more experiences but the spirit world you know doesn't give up and they have all the time in the world and you have all the time in the world too because you are immortal so you can be as slow or fast as you want so the bible i remember what spiritism said about the bible and i know many people believe that every word of the bible is absolute truth and what spiritism says is that that jesus and the spirits around him communicated to people the prophets and mediums that help write the bible in the cult in the culture and technological level that they were at the time they communicate to them so if there was a spirit that communicated to you know someone in the old testament say hey you know we're gonna have cell phones and um you'll be able to call, call anybody you want to they go what they wouldn't even understand it at all if if that spirit said now you have to love everyone even people whatever gender you can have marriage between two genders because spirits can come back as a man or a woman doesn't make a difference so love should be uh admired whatever they they would say this must be a bad spirit talking to me they wouldn't accept that so they again they had to talk to them at the level that they knew that they could reach them it's like a teacher a teacher is not going to go to a first grader class and say hey today we're going to learn calculus like, nothing would happen that's not going to happen that's why when people say the bible is the be all and end all the old and new testament no it's not Spiritism says that the messages of love and charity and fraternity are eternal in the Bible. 
but the other messages could be depending on the level of technology and culture at the time when they received those messages. And there was a great vignette in one of the spiritist uh, books I read where it, the guy, I, I spirit was saying, look, why would you confine the word of God and Jesus to a book? How can you confine that? Why are you limiting them to one point in time, or many points in time, but the, the words in one book, and you can never change in 2,000 years? That's like saying, okay, the weather last Sunday was sunny, and it has to be sunny for the rest of infinity. No, they have the right to tell you. That's what Spiritists came and told us in the 1850s, is that this is a dynamic thing, and that we're going to have more mediums, more communications with spirits who would come and talk to us and would give us more information. In fact, that's what the, that's what Alan Kardec codified in the spirits book about what the spirits, he had 1,019 questions. He gave them to multiple mediums and did not accept the answers unless they're the same or similar. And that's what Jesus promised when he said, I'm going to send you a consoler. And this is in, so if you want to believe the New Testament, right? He said, but the consoler, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, I will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. And that's John 14, verse 26. That's all he said. He's going to send more information. Why would he send him more information? Because we are advanced enough to understand the information. Because at the time of Alan Kardec in the 1850s, he could understand the information. Now, when we've had further information coming to us in spiritist books by spiritist mediums, dictated by spiritists under the leadership of Jesus Christ, and they're telling us more things. They're telling us about molecules. They're telling us about power. They're telling us about, uh, Chico said, that this, the levels of heaven around the earth are always 50 to 100 years in advance. So when these inventions come out, people, when they incarnate, they're already, their minds are pre-attuned to, like, to accept, oh, cell phones, oh, yeah. I mean, in Star Trek, where they had those communicators, I'm sure some guy was inspired to put that in that, um, into that TV series. So then someone, someone later on could say, oh, I can invent that. Think and you know most geniuses and people who invent are inspired by spirits. They work do a lot a lot of work and they're smart, but they're inspired by spirits. So that's what we have to remember. So therefore, we are going to be constantly communicated. Leon Denis came after Alan Kardec, told us a lot of information. Reverend G. Val Owen talking to spirits under and as told to by under the direction of Jesus Christ, came back and told him a lot of information about the higher levels of heaven. What is heaven like? What do we do in heaven? Well, how does the spirit, how does the spirit grow in heaven? Right? And I, I talk a lot about this in my series of three books, and is and you get really get down into the nitty-gritty of what's going on in heaven in my book, Heaven and Below, Book One of Spiritism. And it's telling us there and there. And this is not something I created. This is something that spirits have told spiritist mediums of what heaven is, who Jesus Christ is, 
what the lower zone is, what the dark abyss, so you can read and understand, and then you can make your decision of do you want to read and study and improve yourself because of what you understand now about your place on this physical earth and your place in the spirit world? Because it's all up to you. No one is telling you in spiritism that if you don't believe what I tell you, you're going to be damned. No. There's no eternal damnation. Spiritism does not like to use the word sins. They like to use the word wrongs because it, it, wrong is what you believe in your own conscience to be wrong, not what someone tells you that is wrong. And your own conscience is a set of divine laws implanted into each one of us. So we know when we've done wrong. Some of us may be too primitive to uh, adhere to that message saying, don't do that. Oh, no, I want to because I'm going to get money that way, right? That's a primitive spirit who can't control their desires. But the spirit world will lead that person in life after life to where they should be. But that's why we are constantly given more information. And, and then in my second book, which is Spirits in the Spirit Universe, um, and then my third book is uh, How We Are Guided by Spirits. And the Spirits and Spirit Universe tells, okay, how do you learn as a spirit? How do you advance as a spirit? When you advance from one level to another, you don't just get a diploma saying, oh, you're ready to advance. No, you get more attributes. You become less matter, more energy. You become, uh, you reflect more of God's like like angels. We were talking about angels. People look at these high spirits. And they think they're angels because they see this fuzziness. Well, they see this fuzziness because this spirit is very mature and the more mature and higher level they are the more they reflect the love of god that's in the atmosphere and so that person who's on a lower level can't see it's it's you know it's too bright for them they can kind of make fuzziness out of their faces and stuff like that but if you're on the same level as that person you consider to be an angel you would see them as a regular person all ever they wanted their paraspirit to appear so that's why spiritism is here just Lay these things on the table. We're not pushing it down your throat. We're not saying, oh, your life's going to be horrible if you don't do this. No, no, no. It's up to you. You're immortal. You're going to have plenty of time to make as many mistakes as you wish. The worst person on earth will someday become a pure spirit. It may take millions of years, but it will happen. It will be led somehow by the spirit world through trials and tribulations, maybe not on this world, but on other worlds, they will get there. And so will you. The speed of which you get there is entirely up to you. Will you become humble like the child, like Jesus said, and, and say, okay, I don't know everything. Maybe I should read and study a little bit. Maybe I should understand what's going on. If you are that way, you will rise quicker. So I think I will stop here. And I want to thank everyone for being part of our meeting today and wish you uh, a wonderful night and bless and God bless all of you. And remember, I am on, um, I'm starting at five o'clock Eastern, I think, during these live streams coming up because daylight saving times change in the United States. And I'm, and I'm recording from outside the United States. So I decided not to change with the united states time i'm just staying on my time here and the daylight saving times the united states has changed so now it's probably five o'clock eastern that where i'm coming now so anyway bless you i hope you all please 
download the spirits book it's free download my spiritism 101 on pdf from my site nwspiritism.com and have a wonderful rest of the week god bless <music>